Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. Oh my god! F I love anime so much, I can't hide it! I get so f***ing pumped when I watch anime! Shit! Anime is for nerds! Yeah, it is! Check out my favorite jacket. Ooh, yeah, it's from a goddamn anime! It's about a gay swim team! What did you do this weekend? I stayed home and cried because of anime! It was beautiful and fulfilling! Karasuno! Welcome to my home! Bam! Anime! This wall scroll is bigger than me! This whole wall is devoted to one anime! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Sci-Fi Supplemental The Animatrix Does Samuel L. Jackson like anime? Yes, I do. Hentai too. <laughs> well, Sickies, uh, it's... This week we got to do something a little bit different. Uh, Scott moved to, to a new house this week, and between that and being a dad almost and Thomas having some other issues, we couldn't quite meet together to do The Matrix Reloaded. But never fear, we will do both of them, Reloaded and Revolutions, probably together as they were created together. But nonetheless, the original conception of Matrix March, or May as whatever the case, was intended to have the Animatrix in it. But then the Wachowskis went ahead and made another Matrix movie, so that kind of put a damper on that for time. But here we are, making the new, making a review of the Animatrix. This will be a brief overview from the Rage Master, who actually watched it, and the other guys did not. So the Animatrix basically was a short series of nine different anime-style uh, vignettes, short story vignettes of the Matrix set in that storyline done in the style of anime for the most part. It was released in 2003 and the release was a bit different. For example, Final Flight of the Osiris was shown in cinemas with Dreamcatcher and it was also shown later on in front of Matrix Revolutions which is, or excuse me, Matrix Reloaded as a way of showing how the machines were able to find Zion. So it kind of, I remember this in the theaters now because I always remember seeing that one first and thinking that was the very first one that came out and that's because I did see it. Uh, but the rest of them came out on VHS and DVD. Yeah, VHS in 2003, that was still a thing. And they were all released with these nine different episodes. So I always, like I said, I always remember Final Flight of the Osiris being first, and that's because that's the first one I saw in theaters. But it actually isn't. If you're looking on the DVD itself, the it starts with the second renaissance. So a few of the fun facts I'll give as they matter. There's only a few fun facts, but I'll give them to you as they are important and as they are part of the story itself. So let's start with the second Renaissance one and two. This is a story, the backstory of how they got there with the Matrix. Uh, 
I have kind of a love hate with prequels. Um, I think, you know, the Star Wars prequels I was okay with because I knew they were coming. George Lucas had talked about making them for ages. But, you know, when you're talking about other films and other projects, prequels kind of spoil the majesty. You know what I mean? And I think that's how I feel about this one, because when we're given the backstory of what happened in the Earth and the Matrix, we know everything we need to know. We don't need to see the nitty gritty. And that's what this one is. Quite honestly, it's the animation is good, but it kind of looks like they're too busy trying to rob from all these humanistic political protests and show all sorts of horrible things that happened more than anything else. It's like they were trying to showcase and replace human images with machines. That was my initial take as I was watching part one and two, which are the same story, as I said. Um, was it good? Yeah, it was. But, again, it felt like you're peeling back too much. It's, it's kind of like... Um, Okay, this is going to be totally gross, everyone, sickies, but bear with me. You know your spouse goes to the bathroom, but you don't really want to watch them. It's kind of like that, with the exception of the Star Wars prequels, which even those, I admit, were... Uh... Anyway, so in, in the second Renaissance, we learned how machines were becoming, and robots were becoming more commonplace and replacing a lot of human occupations, and we get the first robot who ever rebelled against humans is designated BI-66ER, who wound up killing his owner because he didn't want to die. Now, this scene was very provocative and scary, the way he crushes the face of the, the head of the, his human master. Very, that, that one has stuck with me forever. I could never forget that image. Um, kind of creeped me out, honestly. Uh, and that brings us to our first fun fact, that this uh, designation is in reference to Bigger Thomas, the protagonist of the 1939 novel Native Son. Uh, in that story, a black teenager, come, a poor black teenager, goes to work as a butler and accidentally kills the daughter of the affluent family and receives a sentence for his crimes. And this was kind of the uh, an homage to that, as this... Machines murder of a person is the backdrop for a whole slew of protests against machines. And you get a lot of images of machines getting shot in the face. There's the image of from Vietnam of a Vietnamese protester getting shot at point blank range and machine women getting beaten up by crowds and crushed and the million machine march to protest human treatment and how it was destroyed and crushed. And there's all sorts of imagery of just, oh, these these machines are people and they're being shot to death. And it's meant to shock and awe. And part two is about the war itself, where humans, you know, machines go off and make their own country and wound up outshining humans and the war starts and uh, mankind detonates hydrogen bombs and all these other things to destroy them and blot out the sun because they're solar powered. And, well, the humans find out that the machines find another way to live. And we all know how that worked out. Um, as I said, uh, oh, and uh, 
I, I guess if I were to rate this, how many Sentinels I give it or how many machines do I rate it, I give it a six. I mean, it's the story you already know. It's just too busy, heavily laden, trying to say, oh, look, it's, uh, it's, look at this. It's, it's, look at all these human images. We're just going to take all these ways, um, images of humans being nasty to each other and, and that'll, that'll, uh, sh- make the machines look more human. It, it just looked like hu- trying to repeat humanity, but replace humans with machines, which we've seen before and we didn't need to see. Again, uh, that takes us to our next one. So that was the first two shorts. The next one was called Program. This one, in my mind, had the best animation. It legitimately felt like I was watching an anime here. Uh, in it, and, and by the way, this the main characters in this are Sis and Duo. Um, anybody who believes that this is not... Now, I don't know if cis was really a term back then. Maybe it was in the... Uh, because the transgender movement had to be a bit more underground back then due to lack of acceptance. So I don't know if this how long that's been a term. Fun fact with Ruck Time, cis has been a term since 1994. But uh, really, duo on itself, though, we all know that what that means. And... Boy, if you still don't think the Matrix at least has something to do with dual identity and and gender, wow, I I don't know how to help you because the Wachowskis wrote four of these, uh, wrote four of these stories, and uh, I don't I believe this was one of them in which they had a say. So, the uh, but anyway, so. In program, you have Sis, and she's doing a training regimen in a Japanese samurai-style fight. And she's doing battle programs that in feudal Japan fight training to fight. And after defeating an, uh, an enemy cavalry, she meets a lone male samurai named Sis. Or, excuse me, named Duo. And the two of them duel it out for fun. At which point, Duo declares that he's tired of the fight and he wants to go back, get plugged back into the Matrix. She, of course, is horrified, doesn't go with him, and they get into a fight. Uh, he keeps urging her to join him, but she won't do it. And eventually, the machines, he says, are on their way. He's already alerted the machines to come get them and hook him, kill everyone else on the ship they're on. And hook him back up. So in the end, she refuses. She stands her ground. And she kills Duo. But then she wakes up from the program and finds out that it was a test. A man named Kaiser, who's the head captain of the ship apparently, says, well, you passed the test. Um, And Duo wasn't even real. That was a program they gave to her. In anger, she punches him and walks away because she didn't like much like the te- loyalty test. And he said, well, aside from that last part, you passed the test. I give this one, Aharami Cyber Samurai, I give this one an eight, seven or eight. It's not the most original concept, but the animation was a lot of fun. And um, it's conceivable that a ship captain who the goal of these ship captains is to find and rescue people and then find out if they can join the Matrix, this could have been conceivably something they would do. 
And of course, you have to have the samurai because it's anime, so that doesn't count any points against it. The next would be a world record, which is really just a short narrative, but it was a good one. It's about a uh, Dan Davis, a track athlete who competes in the, a 100 meter in the Summer Olympic Games, and his goal is to beat his record of 8.99 seconds, which he does. He does makes the, the 8.72, but in the process. He runs so hard, so powerfully, that he wakes himself up from the matrix. Normally, it has to be a mental process or someone has to wake you up on your own, but he did it to himself. However, it's temporary. He actually snaps himself awake briefly before he passes back out, and in the matrix, he collapses. And the agents pick him up and explain that... uh take him to the hospital and the nearby agent calls who took him to the hospital said they erased his memory of the race because while he was racing he broke free from the matrix ever so momentarily and dan felt he was free in that moment truly free this was a good one how many um matrix runners do i give it i give it um i give this one probably an eight eight or nine. It's a neat idea. Remember, Sickies, I'm writing this based on the context of what it's in. Um, is this something I would watch a lot? No. But if it's on, and this was a good one. If, if you gave me the DVD and said watch it or the Blu-ray, this is one of the ones I would watch again. I would watch this over the second Renaissance because it was a fun short. It was short, it was interesting, and uh, it showed different ways to get out of the Matrix, which brings us actually to Kid's Story, which stars Keanu Reeves briefly. Kid's Story is about, a, well, we know his name is Kid. Um, he was formerly known as Michael Carl Popper, is a disaffected teenager. He knows that something's wrong with the world, and he, he finds that his dreams are more realistic than real life. and. Um, he goes on the computer to go chat in a hacker chat room because that's a thing back then, I guess. And he's talking to, he winds up talking, he types out, why does it feel more real when I'm dreaming than when I'm awake? An unknown person responds back and asks him if he's alone. The next day in school, he scribbles Neo on his notebook, Neo and Trinity, get me out of here. And so at that point, he gets a phone call and it's Nia or excuse me, Trinity saying you need to move because agents were after him. And eventually kid makes his way to the roof where he jumps off. And when he wakes up, he's out of the matrix. Kid gets a very brief moment in. In fact, uh, when he wakes up, Neo and Trinity are watching over him, and they remark that he has achieved self-substantiation. He removed himself from the Matrix without needing help. Kid makes a brief appearance in the Matrix Reloaded when Neo comes back to Zion, and he's walking around, and this kid runs up to him and says, uh, you know, Neo, thanks for saving me. And Neo remarks, you saved yourself. We'll talk about that. But when you see that at the beginning of Matrix Reloaded, that this was kind of the origin story of that little kid, which, again, 
it seems so dumb because it reminds me of all those old Star Wars stories about making a, a whole backstory for a stormtrooper that says, look, sir, droids. You know, did I really need to see that? No. So therefore, how many hacker kids do I give this? I mean, five. The animation is the best part. It's really, it's not as good as program, but it's good. And, uh, it doesn't really enhance anything to the storyline. I mean, it's neat because it shows how people are getting out of the Matrix. It's showing like the average Joe getting out. But it's not that substantial, I guess you might say. Um, Beyond is just a fun one. It it's a, follows a teenage girl named Yoko who's looking for her cat, Yuki. And again, this is your standard anime. Uh, it looks like a good animation. I say standard, but I mean, it's, it's what you would expect it to look like with an anime. And she's living in a mega city that resembles Japan. And she meets some other little boys and they tell her that Yuki went inside a nearby haunted house where they play. It's not really a haunted house, of course. It's just a, a house that has a number of matrix glitches, such as, uh, some areas they can float, for example, and just other little effects. And towards the end of the episode, some agents show up claiming to be road, uh, rat. They're taking care of a rat problem. And what they're really doing is removing the house from the matrix and removing their mind the, from the minds of the kids. Um. So the exterminators clear the kids out and then they erase the house and um so they come back the next day and the boys are trying to recreate she comes back the next day and the boys are trying to recreate the fun they had in the house but it didn't work because the house is gone. How many uh let's see matrix cats do I give this? 6. I mean it's okay. 5 or 6 if I'm going by Scott's reckoning. It's neat. It's fun. It was just, it's just, it does, again, doesn't have any major bearing on the movie, but on the movies, but it's just trying to show you what happens when the Matrix glitches, but no one wakes up from it. They just enjoy it, I guess. Next up, Detective Story. I'm going to blitz through this because as much as I like a film noir detective story, this one was just plain boring to me. It's about a detective in a dystopian future who's trying to find Trinity because all these other guys couldn't. And, uh, she, he winds up getting killed by Trinity to prevent an agent from catching her. That, you know, and that's it. That, that's it. He tries, and detectives trying to catch Trinity, but winds up dying because an agent is follow, using him to follow Trinity, and she, he gets killed. The, I mean, it's neat the way he finds her using Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Follow the White Rabbit, which is a connection to the first film. It's neat, but it, it's not enough for me. How many, you know, may, virtual detectives do I give this? Three or four, because it. It involves Trinity, and that's nice, but it doesn't do anything. I guess I guess you could argue it's nice because it shows the standard day of what they do when they're trying to dodge agents. But it's just, meh, it's, it, it's there. 
Next is matriculated. And I'll be blunt. Uh, the style of this is very much like the old Aeon Flux from Liquid Television. If you remember, if you are old enough to remember that from the 90s. Uh, but also there's the Tron Legacy TV show on Disney Plus has this style. It's basically the tall, thin, wiry people. And it's an animation style that I like for Aeon Flux and for some reason nothing else. Just particular, that's all. Anyway, it deals with a uh, above-ground human who rebels and lures machines into her lab where she turns them into good machines. As you see, their eyes turn red to green. And throughout this, uh, she lures more machines in and in the end winds up getting stuck in the Matrix with the mach- with a machine she just turned into uh, um, a runner, which is someone that chases down humans. She turns it into a good guy. It follows her into the Matrix while she's running from Sentinels. She realizes that she's stuck in the Matrix, and she screams and dissolves as the runner exits from the Rebels' Matrix. So, um, she it's just basically about a woman who's trying to make machines nice so she could use them to defend Zion, and they get caught by Sentinels, and she gets trapped in the Matrix herself and dies. Uh, how many... How how many reformed runners do I give this? Five. Again, it's it, you know a, it's not a bad idea. Someone trying to change the machines to work for them. Duh! I can't believe they didn't think of that before. Probably not a popular idea, but she's working alone, and I I like the idea that once she's back in the Matrix, she can't stand it anymore. She feels trapped. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. I was just dreaming the other day about having to go back to a machine shop job, and that was practically a nightmare into itself. So I get it. I get it. Um, but between the art and the way that works, it just didn't light my fire. So it's an average five. Uh, I'd watch it before the detective story. You know, it, otherwise... That brings us to the final flight of the Osiris, the one that I remember seeing first, even though it wasn't the first. And this one was done by Total CGI. Some of you might remember years ago, they around that same time was the Final Fantasy, uh, what was the name of that movie? I'm sure Ruck will add it in for me, but there was a CGI Final Fantasy, Shadows of Spirits of something or other, and it was kind of lame. Ho 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 ho, Rage Master. Sorry to interrupt again, Sickies. Real quick, the movie that he's referring to is Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within. As some of you who have watched the movie may know, it should not have been called Final Fantasy. It, it was a pretty bad movie. This is more just a rant on my own because when I watched it, I absolutely hated it because I love Final Fantasy. So, I just wanted to say that animation was pretty good. Shrek came out that same year, though, and was way more culturally impactful than a Final Fantasy movie, which has way too many games to even count at this point. Also, fun fact about it, one of my favorite actors, Steve Buscemi, is in it. I created them. You think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? And now back to your regularly scheduled program.
didn't really like that movie and the style was okay i guess you know for cgi and this is the same here so in other words it's nice but it doesn't do anything for me it's like watching a video game cutscene now uh but anyway captain thaddeus and uh Jewie are in a sword are in a dojo virtual reality dojo doing a sword fight and cutting their each other's clothes off and peeking at each other at the same time except they're called out of their uh they're called out of their sim simulation because it turns out the ship they're on the Osiris is going to get discovered by an army of sentinels so they flee into some tunnel and they encounter another group of sentinel sentinels patrolling the area and they destroy the patrol but then when they wind up going back up to the surface they discover that there's an army of sentinels right above Zion and starting to bore a, uh, with a giant drill, getting ready to bore a hole in the earth to attack Zion. So the rest of it becomes a fight to get the word out to Zion. And what happens was Dewey decides to go into the matrix to deliver the message while the rest of the crew leads kind of over the Osiris, um, leads a suicide mission to distract while she, gets the message out and she succeeds at the end uh the osiris explodes killing the crew but they get the message the warning to zion that there's a big army coming and this was like i said put before the uh this was the pre prologue for the video game enter the matrix and was also shown to explain how the machines find their way to zion in the movies Got mixed feelings about that because, for one, do you really need to know? Uh, I'll be watching Matrix Revolutions for the first time because I was burying the lead here. I didn't like Matrix Reloaded so much I didn't bother to see Part 3, but I will now for the review. But the problem is that if you have to make an extra short to explain your backstory, you've done something wrong. If I have to do homework for your story to work, You've done something wrong. Now, I might see Matrix Revolutions and I don't, turns out I don't need the final flight of the Osiris. That might be the case. But if I do, just let it be known that this thing will lose two points because, again, I shouldn't have to do homework for your story to work. These shorts should be a lot like, um, kind of like there was a couple YouTube shorts right before Blade Runner 2049 came out. And they were just extra little seasoning. If you saw them, great, it helped. But if not, doesn't matter. So if that's the case with this, I'm going to give this a six or seven. In final, you know, now that I think about it, Renaissance probably gives a six or seven as well. Um, the animation is good for Final Flight. And it does explain something, but it's just kind of, by this point, tropey. You know, oh, we go into a virtual dojo and we get into an Asian fight. And there's techno. It just, eh, didn't do anything for me. You know, it's, it's, by the time I got here, it just looked like, uh, someone was trying to knock off Vampire the Masquerade and Cyberpunk and Shadowrun and mush them together. And, ooh, it's so, so techno, you know. They might as well have had this in the background. Bow, 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 bow
that's kind of what you could call the matrix in general, I guess. But so that's the review of that six or seven. No, I didn't give it what it was. Um, virtual reality dojos, virtual reality dojos, six or seven on a good day. But as I said, that's going to drop to four or five if I find out that this explains how the machines showed up in Matrix Revolutions. If I find out they're just suddenly like, oh, the machines got here, and they don't explain it because the idea is go see that short, nah, not going to like it. Uh, so how do I rate the Animatrix in sum total? Well, if I were to average it out, which I'm too lazy to do the math, we're going to call it a good six or seven. Would I watch it again? No, probably not. Maybe maybe the short program, because I like that one the best. But the rest of them, not too much. I mean, I watched them for this episode, for this short, and I'm content there. Should you see it? Well, that all depends. If you're a really big fan of The Matrix, absolutely. If all you want to do is watch the movies, go for it. The background in it is completely unnecessary. and the animation style's okay. If you're a fan of just anime, you could go watch anime. And the stories are range from could be useful to just a lark. Um, so that's my take. That is the Rage Master take on the Animatrix. What do you think? Oh, and also bear in mind, before I go, we also have the other fine shows on Raven Lunatic Media. We recently had Zodiac Task Force, episode 8 dropped recently. I was listening to that today again. And wow, Starkron is just the worst. Uh, I think him and Vlad should go, Vlad Putin should go get a drink and bowl sometimes. Uh, we also have the Casatorium has come out and Case of the Chills, my personal fave. Although, uh, Layla, I re, uh, she talks about the haunted hotel which inspired The Shining. Really awesome. Unfortunately, she doesn't talk about the haunted elevator. Is it because it's not in the hotel? I don't know. But I want a haunted elevator. So, Layla, if you're listening, haunted elevator, please. You can tell me, uh, with that in mind, you can tell me what you thought of the Animatrix or anything about all the other fine Raving Lunatic shows at our Discord server on RavingLunaticMedia. Or you could go straight to our comment section here at ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com. I'm not going to make up the URL. Go visit www.iloveanimeandhentai2no. No. Go visit ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com. So all that's left to do, Sickies, is to stay sick, Sickies. Pow ba ba pow 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 ba ba pow pow pow. Hey, hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our uh, sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun. <laughs>